2: just a bit outside Here's a drive in a deep left field by castellanos it will be a home run
1: oh, oh my god right. deep
2: to right field way up
1: there going of a wavy in. i don't believe it my, oh
0: my. and look who's coming up you have got to be kidding me you talk about a roll of the dice this is it
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Payoff Pitch, the Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We're going to break down everything from today's MLB slate and a little bit extra today. I'm Colin Witcher, senior editor at the Action Network. Brendan Glashine and Sean Zerillo are both off today, so we've awoken from his hibernation, from his college football hibernation. Mr. Colin Wilson is here to talk MLB futures as well as Friday's MLB slate so Colin let's get right into it with futures you had an article that went live on Action Network just today talking we're about a month into the season now so it's always important to look back at the futures market see where we find value and you had an article about a team that you think still has value in the divisional market
1: yeah, I uh, have a futures piece coming out today. Everyone should go read it, Action Network, but it is support for the Seattle Mariners. And I wanted to say, you know, if you look at the fan graphs and you check the playoff odds, you can easily convert that into some sort of futures format, whether it be division or for the for the pennant or for the World Series. But I specifically picked on the division against the Astros. The Astros just swept them. uh, And, and, you know, the Mariners only scored scored two runs in a three-game set. It's a perfect time to buy the Mariners because the price in the market reflects a team that just got swept and only scored two runs. But if you look at the numbers, they're only two games out of the lead in the AL West. And I think if you do some digging, there's been some really bad luck with Julio Rodriguez getting strikes called against him the first couple weeks. But more importantly, I center in on one statistical category, which is ex-WOBA. And ex-WOBA tells you if your contact should have generated more value. Seattle is number one in Major League Baseball in ex-WOBA. That tells me that they are making contact on offense Listen, their defensive run saved. they're going to be a great defensive team, especially with Kyle Lewis coming back down from Tacoma, getting healthy. Hanager will be back at some point. But defensively, this is going to be an excellent team. The park matches the defense. We just need the hitting to get going. And the ex-WOBA and Mariners being number one tells me they're due for a breakout offensively. I think when that offensive lineup is healthy, you're going to see those sticks. And if not, Colin, you and I know Jerry DePoto loves to trade. He gets to the deadline. It's like a frenzy. It's like a bonanza player movement. So they're going to do everything they can to win this division. Plus 475, number one in ex-WOBA. Give it to me, Mariners.
2: Yeah, Jerry DePoto probably went insane during the lockout when he wasn't allowed to make any trades for a couple minutes. My biggest question for you about the Mariners and their division future, you talk about them versus the Astros. The Angels are in first place right now. The Angels have a healthy Trout and a healthy Otani. That's the team I'm looking to buy right now. You know, their division price is still plus 220, but this is a team I'm looking to buy in the even bigger futures market before their price gets shortened. Plus 700 AL pennant, plus 2000 World Series. Yeah, the Angels have been to the playoffs once since Mike Trout was on the roster. But this is a team, you know, if their pitching can hold up, if their bullpen can hold up, if they can add at the deadline, this is a team I want to buy. I love your Mariners love. Don't get me wrong. You know, Mariners are a, a hotly debated team among the action networks, baseball writers. And I love your Mariners love. But I'm looking at the Angels and I say, you know, if this team stays healthy, this is a freaking team. Well, I think the
1: big difference in discrepancy here is when I look at World Series teams, I go back to my 2015 Kansas City Royals, and what got them there was timely clutch hitting, bunting, and a bullpen that could clean up the mess of a lot of subpar starters on the staff. And with the Mariners, you have probably the best bullpen of all of Major League Baseball. I know they rank one, two, in a lot of advanced statistics. And when I look at the Angels, only if we could get Shohei Ohtani to come out of the pen for these late innings, because right now they're number one in Babbitt. The bullpen is number one in Babbitt, but that tells me there's regression there. They are fourth and walk right. They don't walk anybody, but they don't strike anybody out. They're 28th and strikeout. So the Angels bullpen is what they would want to target at the deadline, but they're, they're contenders, they're players. When you have a glut of outfielders and you're sending Joe Adele to Salt Lake, I mean, you have too much offensive talent. So if they
2: can get some relief pitching, yeah, the Angels are players. Jumping into the player awards market for just a few minutes before we dive into Friday's slate. I, this is the time of year when I love to start to buy on some players, some guys who got off to hot starts that the market hasn't necessarily reacted to yet. Looking at the favorites for some awards, Otani's still up there at plus 400 for AL MVP. Nolan Arenado has actually joined Juan Soto as co-favorite for NL MVP. A lot of the usual names up there, Burns and Scherzer for NL Cy. Verlander tops the board now in AL size, slightly in front of Kevin Gaussman and Garrett Cole. AL MVP is going to be one of the biggest and most interesting races all season though, Colin, we talk about Otani and do you bet against Otani for AL MVP right now? As simple as that. So I think Otani's
1: path to the AL MVP every year is going to be completely tied to his health kind of like trout last year trout gets hurt somebody has to step up and start winning AL MVPs. I'm in the I think everybody that's been jumping on Buxton from 150 to 101 down to what'd you say 10 to 1 somewhere I mean I mean Buxton is getting so much love in the market right now and I and he and it's well deserved that's a guy that we've been waiting on to stay healthy for an entire season but think of the strength of the AL MVP field when you include Wander Franco Right. I mean, Mike Trout is still there. There are so many good players. Vlad Guerrero, Bo Bichette, who I think is MVP quality, but is never going to get the chance to win an MVP while he's in the AL. Um, And I think what you go back to is who is voting on this? I do the same thing with college football and Heisman. Like you're trying to project the voters. And as long as Shohei is throwing less than 100 pitches and throwing 81 of those for strikes, going seven innings. And, you know, seven strikeouts and he's still hitting. I know he's got everybody's focusing on like a 230 batting average. Who cares about a batting average on Shohei Otani when the guy went 30-20 last year? I think as long as Shohei is still pitching and pitching at this level, no one's going to beat him for MVP. These the, the people that are voting on this, the writers, they are not going to vote somebody else. Is Buxton pitching? No. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I love some of these long shots. I think Buston and Wander Franco, if they played in
2: the NL, they'd probably win the award, but not against Shohei when he's pitching like this. Before we move on to today's slate, let's just wrap this up with, so we, 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 want, we want to give the, the listeners some actionable content here. So what's your one futures play to recommend? It's Mariners division. Mariners division, Mariners AL.
1: Remember, this is the only team in Major League Baseball that has not played in the World Series. So I'm just going to take it slow on the division. Let's not get all happy with these guys uh, saying they're going to go to the World
2: Series because that's a huge step for that club. I'm just going to say division. I'll get a little bit more bold and go with the Mariners division rival angels plus 2000 for the world series. I don't think we're going to see that number higher than it is right now. The rest of the way, so long as everyone stays healthy, knock on wood, Trout's had injury issues. Otani's had injury issues, but I love the angels right now and their value. And the major and major league baseball would kill to have Trout Otani in a world series, right? I mean, the ratings bonanza, You could do this. Yeah, that'd be great. No kidding. How about an all L.A. World Series Angels Dodgers? (laughs) That's what's going to happen if the if the the Dodgers keep scoring 100 on everybody, that's what we're going to. Moving on to Friday's slate, we like to lead off with a couple of the matchups of the day. And we have a couple of Sterling pitching matchups on tap. We're going to start in the NL East. The Mets and Phillies made headlines last night. I think the Mets were 60-1 to on the live money line going into the ninth inning last night when they exploded for that unbelievable comeback win over the Phillies. The Mets and Max Scherzer to the mound this evening against the Phillies and Kyle Gibson, 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. The Mets are minus 145 on the money line. The Phillies plus one total. I'm sorry, the Phillies plus 120 with a total of seven and a half. Colin, do you see value on either side in this matchup?
1: Yeah, I'm taking the over in this game. Uh, I'm not going to get into what the mindset is of that Phillies bullpen after what happened last night, but I- I'm certainly taking the over here. It's a number that I make at seven point four, and really it comes down to Arsenal's for both pit- both pitchers. Uh, you know, Max Scherzer throws a four seam very well, but the Phillies—that's the only pitch they can hit. They're plus nine run value against four seamers. If you look at Kyle Gibson. He throws a sinker 42% of the time, and the Mets are plus 10 against singers and plus six against changeups, which is uh, Gibson's secondary pitch. Like I said, that Philly bullpen, it's already been one of the worst in Major League Baseball. Seven is a little bit short. I, I would play this up to – I see it steaming to seven and a half. I'd play it over seven and a half, too. But uh,
2: the arsenals dictate the offenses. The sticks are going to get a hold of some balls today. Yeah, I do think it did move to seven and a half uh, over, overnight. And I'm with you on the over – Kyle Gibson, we saw last year, started off hot. It's kind of smoke and mirrors. He doesn't miss a ton of bats. I think he missed a ton of bats on opening day, but not, not as much since then. Um, as, as good as Scherzer is, I like the Phillies offense to at least get a few off of him. We've seen these totals trend lower and lower since that insane unders April. I think in the last two weeks, entering yesterday, the last two weeks, unders are just 94, 93, and five. Something like that. So we've seen it even out a little bit. There's been more value in the overs lately, certainly. So we both like the over in Mets Phillies tonight. Another amazing pitching matchup. Interdivision in the American League. Blue Jays versus Guardians tonight, seven ten p.m. Eastern. It's Kevin Gaussman, one of my favorites for AL Cy Young against Shane Bieber, a former Cy Young winner. The Blue Jays are minus 140, Guardians plus 115, and a microscopic total of six and a half in this one where are you going with this one Colin
1: yeah I took Toronto in the first five and really it's based upon Kevin Gaussman's splitter it's untouchable absolutely untouchable if you go and li- look at a list of run value of pitches out there of all major league pitchers I believe Gaussman's splitter which is at minus six which is one of the best pitch I, it might be the best pitch in major league baseball right now uh, the Guardians have little to no experience and little to no luck with the splitters that they have seen. Uh, so for me, when you're going up against a Shane Bieber, that gives me a discount on Galsman. Uh, when I look over on his side, his big pitch is uh, he throws 38% four seamers, 31% he throws sliders, the sliders where he's going to get in trouble. Toronto hitters absolutely drill sliders. Now they haven't been that good against fastballs, but you mentioned how the, you know, the overs are starting to hit. Hopefully the weather starting to get a little bit warmer, uh, the hitters have really started off slow and maybe something has happened with the little umpires now where they're saying, Hey, we got to get this strike zone stuff together. Uh, start calling strike strikes and not balls that are one foot off the plate as a strike. So I do think there's going to be runs just, and not in, uh, in major league baseball in general, but I think that the Toronto is going to have a lot of success here against Beaver slider Galsman splitter is untouchable. Give me Toronto. Uh, and you know, I, I played, I didn't even play it like money line. Like, give me, give me Toronto minus a half, uh, plus plus one fifteen. Give me plus money on that.
2: Yeah, I love Toronto here as well. Gaussman, I've got I've got Cy Young futures on Gaussman. I don't think that there's going to be many opportunities this season to get the Blue Jays in a Gaussman start at a number this low. Obviously, it's juiced a tiny bit, but you can get that first five innings at about one, minus one 130 right now, and there's tremendous value. You mentioned the over-unders as well. I have had a lot of fun the last couple of weeks betting overs when they've set these totals as low as six and a half but I actually kind of like the under in this one, just because I don't see how Cleveland scores off of Kevin Gaussman. I'm probably focused more on the first half total under three and a a half. First five innings is probably where I'm going, but my, my value play here absolutely is Toronto and it's Toronto first five innings. I don't know if I'm going to go as crazy as you. I don't know if I'm going to bet the run line, but I'm, I'm all over Toronto in this matchup as well.
1: Yeah, you gotta love it because Toronto right now against righties number one in ISO, number one in WOBA, number one in strikeout rate. They don't strike out, so I think this is a first five Blue Jays love fest today.
2: Couple other matchups we want to touch on before we get to our best bets today. When I really am curious your opinion on Colin, I'm I've got my eyes on Rockies Diamondbacks tonight. One of my favorite pitchers to bet on this season, Merrill Kelly, going for Arizona against Chad Cool of Colorado. Someone who's off to a fantastic start in Coors, surprisingly, after a couple of years in Pittsburgh. The Rockies are plus 125. We've got Arizona coming back at minus 150 with a total of eight and a half in the desert. How are you playing this one, if at all, Colin?
1: Yeah, I took Colorado on the overnight line when it opened up. And really, when you look at the overall stats, this is why you have to get your projections in line. You have to see where the market is, and you have to realize some of these numbers. And these are the two worst hitting offenses against right-handed pitching. That's not even close. 29th and 30th and weighted runs created. Plus, uh, I could go on about the Snakes being 30th and WOBA, 29th and ISO. They're bad. Okay, the bullpens are bad. The hitting is bad. But it comes down to pitch arsenal for me. And you mentioned Chad Cool, and he throws a sinker-slider combo. Both pitches are negative four run value for Arizona hitters. They're not going to be able to touch his stuff today. Merrill Kelly, now he throws four different pitches. He'll kind of throw everything at you. But the Rockies have been great against four seamers. The Rockies have positive value against the changeup. And, you know, the one pitch that they kind of struggle on is the sinker. But Merrill Kelly's only thrown that about fourteen percent of the time this year. So because of the differences in the arsenals and what the teams hit, I'm back in the Rockies here at a number that I think is is just getting. I think it's getting hit by most betters this morning. Uh, I think Rockies may be down to plus one twenty and,
2: and keep falling. Man, I don't know if I can bring myself to bet against one of my favorite pitchers, Merrill Kelly. It's kind of a bummer when I see him go up against a team of the quality of Colorado because I love getting Merrill Kelly as a plus money underdog we're not getting that today which is why my focus instead is on the total you mentioned these offenses against right-handed pitching you also mentioned the bullpens which is why i'm staying away i might go uh, a quarter or a half unit on the full game total but i love the first half under here four and a half the rockies offense is completely different outside of course field as we know i think merrill kelly has the goods i think he's legitimately uh top of the rotation quality pitcher and I think cool has good enough stuff to shut down Arizona at least through five innings so under four and a half I think it's around minus 120 right now you'll probably find some fours out there just increases your your push chances but under four and a half first five innings there is something that I absolutely love all those Diamondbacks love I think I'm podcasting with uh, Sean Zarillo today <laughs> We're going to go an entire podcast, I think, Well, I'm ruining it right now, without mentioning the Cincinnati Reds. We're not talking Reds today. I'm sorry, folks. They are terrible. And, yes, let's move on. We have another great pitching matchup. There's a lot of pitching matchups today. You know, we're recording here Friday morning. A lot of pitching matchups aren't set. A lot of teams are being coy about who they're starting today. But we have one more excellent pitching matchup out west in Marlins versus Padres. Sandy Alcantara against Yu Darvish. Marlins are plus 110 on the money line. Padres minus 130. Another very low total at six and a half. Is this another total you're targeting, Colin, or do you like a side? Yeah, I do like a side. I took the Padres
1: uh, first five at, at minus 120. And really, that's a lot of love for you, Darvish, here. And going against a Marlins offense that cannot hit right-handed pitching whatsoever, 28th and ISO, 28th and strikeout rate, 28th and whiff. So what that means is if you're looking for a strikeout prop today, Uh, It might not be a bad thing to take on you Darvish. Uh, He throws 32% of his pitches are forcing fastballs. Marlins do hit that. But what they don't hit is his secondary stuff, his slider, his splitter. Marlins are are, are both, you know, negative run value against both of those. And I just don't trust that offense against right hand pitching. Left hand pitching is a different thing. And then you go back to the Padres offense. What can they do against Sandy Alcantara? And you realize that against right-handed pitching, the Padres are second in whiff rate. They're fourth in Z contact. If you don't know what Z contact is, when a ball is in the strike zone, how well is the team hitting it? Are they making contact? Anything you throw down the pipe, the Padres are just drilling right now. They're top five in strikeout rate, which means they don't strike out much at all. I think Alcantara
2: is going to have a hard time here. I'm going to take the Padres on the first five line. I think this is a matchup where this is another one of those six and a halfs where I'm absolutely hammering the over. I love Darvish in this matchup as well. I think Alcantara gets hit around a little bit, but I also don't like this San Diego bullpen. I think they're bottom 10-ish in the majors right now, just in ERA, maybe some regression coming, but I don't trust San Diego's bullpen to get through this entire game without giving up a few, you know, maybe Darvish goes seven or eight, whatever they don't have to worry about. The six and a half is too low for the San Diego offense against Alcantara. And, a game with the Padres bullpen involved so
1: Padres are 26th in left on
2: base percentage from their bullpen so if you leaves with three guys on all three of those guys are going to score exactly (laughs) before we get going today we're going to clean up the episode with some of our best bets
0: are you going to place a bet or what They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here.
2: Last episode, Colin, we we had it a little rough. Zerillo and I going one and three in our best bets. But I I know you haven't been here. I want you to note that I have been cleaning house regardless with Zerillo, making him mad with all of my wins. We're (laughs) 10, 12, and three overall in our best bets. But there's there's some plus EV baked into that number. Absolutely. So a lot of pressure on you, Colin, to, to come up with some, some wins for our listeners here. I'm going to let you go first with a one or two of your best bets from Friday slate. Yeah, let's go with over three and a half in the
1: first five for St. Louis and San Francisco, uh, both Hicks and Cobb are sinker ball specialists, both the Cardinals and the Giants hit sinkers extremely well, plus seven plus eight run value respectively. Uh, you know, there could be some, there, there are other things in here when it comes to whiff rate, Z contact, uh strikeout rate, and frankly, the Giants just tear into right-handed pitching. Uh, I love the over three and a half here, first five Cardinals and Giants.
2: My best bet's gonna come from that aforementioned Arizona Colorado game. First five under four and a half. I love Merrill Kelly, I love Chad Cool. I don't like either of these offenses. And four and a half is too high of a number. Like I mentioned, I'm going to be on the full game total a little bit, but the first five is where I'm absolutely targeting at four and a half. So that's my best bet for the day. That'll do it for us here on Payoff Pitch. Be sure to give us a like on wherever you find your podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. As a reminder, we come to you every Tuesday and Friday during the Major League Baseball season, breaking down the day's slate. For Colin Wilson, I'm Colin Whitchurch. Have a great day. Good luck on your bets, and we will talk to you next time.
0: Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.